All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Business of Love. All right. My name is Dan Lear. I want to welcome you and uh, my co-host in business and in life, Jennifer Lear. Hi. Hey, Jennifer. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm excellent. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, thanks. It's, it's a beautiful day here. It's 75 and sunny, and it's November 7th. Oh, it does not get better than that, I'm telling you. So I love it here right yep. now. And the Raiders facility, is uh, the practice facility is like enclosed now, so it looks really cool from the outside. I didn't which know which one it is because I saw a few buildings, and I wasn't quite sure which one is theirs, but so you have to point that out to me next time I would time love to. Yeah. I I'm excited it. about that. I was looking for it today. Yeah, there so. you go. So yeah. all is good. And how about you? What's going on with you? Um, I'm great. Um, gosh, started with a new company. What? So still doing right. So Acted like still... I was surprised. What? I know. What? You what? <laughs> my, one, my, one of my best friends actually was surprised. I didn't tell her. And she's like, what? wait, what? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, a little thing that I did. So I, I joined forces with a uh, another national bureau that has been in business for like 30 years, 27, I think. And they are incredible. And they're called Executive Speakers Bureau. And so I'm still doing the same thing. I still act as a bureau agent and get companies and um, organizations the best speakers for their event. Um, but now I have this engine of this incredible, um, well-oiled machine behind me. And, you know, I was a boutique bureau. So I was uh, I had a small operation, me and just a couple other people. And I liked it that way. It was great. I was hands-on with everything. But now I get to do, I get to have everything with this um, big support system and this staff so I can um, do larger events. And um, I love doing an overhaul for a convention as well. So that's always fun for me. So I'm excited about that. So this is my second true full week that I've been with them. And um, just I'm seeing the ease of doing business and it's really wonderful. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, Congratulations on that. Thank you. What are you excited about? Oh, I'm, I'm excited. Right now, we're um, I'm creating a course, which you've seen me in the studio. Mm-hmm. I'm creating this course in the studio for um, spa development. Really, it's called the, you know, the spa business. So luxury spas, like all the spas mm-hmm. in Las Vegas. So it's really a spa development program. Mm-hmm. So we're uh, in the spas. You've got um, massage therapists, estheticians, hairstylists, barbers, mm-hmm. nail techs, uh, uh, makeup artists, mm-hmm. and all these people are on quotas. They and are? so, yeah, and so different quotas for different people. So a lot of them, you know, let's face it, they have to still connect with their customer because they mm-hmm. have, they're a Forbes, a lot of these uh, spas in Vegas are Forbes rated, which means mm-hmm. that Forbes gives them customer service type of, you know, like four stars, five stars, oh, wow. like that. Okay. So they've got to maintain their Forbes rating, but they also want mm-hmm. to drive revenue. So it's a, a balance between... I got to take care of my customer and not make them feel a certain way, but also need to provide solutions and services. So that's what I'm doing. Very good. Yeah, I'm excited about it. We're going to, it's probably ready to, we're launching it probably October, I mean, uh, November 15th or so. We're really close. That's exciting. Yeah. Congratulations. You'll be good for them. You'll be really good for them. You are good for me because I'm a healer type person. A healer. Well, I've done it before. I I, I worked with the Elemis and the Mandara spas years ago and I turned around their whole massage therapy department. Wow. So uh, I know how to do it. It's just now we're doing it virtually. So I'm excited so I can be more more polite. More than one place at one time. Lucky them. So, hey, enough of this Sorry, uh, small yeah, talk here. <laughs> Welcome to the show. If you've never been here before, the business of love, we simply parallel what it takes for successes in business. And if you utilize those same strategies in your intimate or your personal life, your relationships will be enhanced and they'll grow and you'll feel more connected. So uh, there's just uh, success in business and success in love uh, strategies parallel. And we talk about that. So today... 
Ooh, man, we got a hot topic today, baby. Yes, we do. Yes, it is. And the title is today, Great Relationships Are Messy Just Like Great Sex. Yeah, don't you love that title? Oh, my gosh. It's probably going to be one of our best, most highly listened to and watched podcasts. <laughs> Isn't that <laughs> Besides the other one we did with that the threesome. That other one, inviting, yeah, inviting, the, yeah, having the threesome, inviting Grace yeah. into your relationship, yeah. So um, I got to tell yeah. you, when, when you came up with this title, I was like, whoa. But I thought about that. And I'm like, you know, our relationship is really strong right now. Yes. I mean, it's as strong as ever. Yes. Uh, and yet it had to get a little messy first. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I have to say, you know, so after, and I've talked to a couple of other girlfriends of mine about this as well. And we've all seemed to have the same feeling around it that, you know, you wait so long or, you know, you work so hard to find the person of your dreams, the man of your dreams, the woman of your dreams, whatever. And so when it gets there, you know, you know, things happen, you know, basically you're, you you're in love with them and, and probably 90% of everything is fantastic. And, you know, you don't want to rock the boat by saying something. You're like, ah, it's no big deal. And, you know, I won't even pay attention to that stuff. And over time, some things tend to get a little bit bigger. And, you know, maybe after a few years, you don't want to, you know, if you have a nice, easy relationship and it's not a, you know, dysfunctional, unhealthy relationship, then you're not arguing, you're not having fights. You know, you might have disagreements, but like a healthy relationship, you work them out or right. you agree to disagree, <clears throat> you know, whatever. And um, I know, at least in my case, I was afraid to have an argument. I was afraid to um, kind of rock the boat and disrupt things. A lot of it because I didn't have my, I didn't know if I had my voice. And I didn't know if, um, you know, like what, you know, what is, what is right? What, what, what should I say? What shouldn't I say type of a thing? And so I think a lot of people are afraid to get their relationship to be messy and to have a quote unquote fight, you know, because nobody wants to have a fight in their relationship. But what I found is that, you know, just like makeup sex, you know, and there's nothing better than makeup sex um, after you've gotten to a fight. But uh, it really brings up, excuse me, emotions and thoughts and feelings like from the depth of where um, of your soul and of your heart and of the relationship. And, and I really do feel that relationships that have gotten stale don't quite get stale. They get unmessy. Like they, um, are doing the polite thing and they're not talking about issues and they're not getting deep because if it's stale, that means you're on the surface. It means you're not it's methodical. Yeah. It's like, you're just doing the day-to-day -day stuff, Walking through your, your roommates, you're not having great interaction or deep conversation. And so, you know, that's a connection thing and that's an afraid to get messy thing. And what I found is that, you know, when you're not really talking about how you feel and what you want to get fixed, you're not having a heart-to-heart -heart connection, and that's what a relationship is. That's what a marriage is or a romantic relationship is that heart-to-heart -heart connection. Yeah, and i got to tell you, you know, it, obviously I'm in my mid-50s right now, and, I, and I, it's just crazy to say, but, you know, until recently in our relationship, I don't really know if I knew what a relationship was. Hmm. Wow, you know, like the really? fact that, I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, of course. I, I, I've been married before. Yeah. But the point is, it's like really having a... A relationship where you're, you know, like your best friends, and you share everything, and you trust everything. You know, maybe I just didn't have, obviously, didn't have the right partner before, but yeah. I don't know if other men feel like I feel. I mean, yeah. I don't know if I was the only one, yeah. but that's how I felt. Like I don't even, I don't know. And until recently, I that's think what that's I'm interesting. saying. Yeah. Until recently, of eleven years being together, right? Yeah. And that's maybe only been the last year or so. I think, and it's not like you didn't attempt to. It's right. just like I, I wasn't understanding it or I wasn't ready, whatever that means. But I think anyway. there's a lot of that. I think there's a lot of that. I really do. I think it's fear of being vulnerable. Yeah. Well, I think with men, you know, we are brought up, we're, uh, you know, the protectors, we're also, you know, no yeah. one's going to knock us off our, 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 you know, off our stance because we're, we're protecting and we got to be yeah. strong for our women. And, 
you know, are breadwinners and they got to take care of the family. And all these are, you know, things that we put in our mind or, yeah. or social standards. Um, and so there's protection there about things that you want to say or feelings that you have. Cause when you're, yeah. you know, you don't want to tell your wife that you're not feeling confident about something right now. Yeah. I or mean, that you're afraid or that you yeah. have. Yeah. So anyway, I, I'm just saying that because I don't know if other men felt like I felt, but yeah. I don't feel that way anymore. Yeah. And as, and as, and because of that, I mean, we're, our relationship is really oh, tight. Stronger than ever, closer right. than ever. Well, I, I agree with you. I think we talked another time about, um, um, Oh, I just lost it. But men want not wanting to say certain things. And so they don't really show up with their heart because, and I think I've said this before, I feel sorry for men because of the stigma that society's placed on them as having to be the protector and having to be this and having to be strong and having to be, um, all of these things. And they're human, you know, most of all they're human with a heart and a soul and, you know, and they're having to go out and, you know, fight the, good battle and bring home the money and, you know, do all these things. And that's a lot of stress. You're supporting two, three, four, five, ten people, depending on your family size. And it's just like a, it's a, it's like a role reversal too, because you're going out in the real world yeah. and you have your face on your game face yeah. on and your confidence high and you're, you know, you're acting as if, if you don't have it together, mm -hmm. you're still doing it because you have to show a solid front. Yeah. And then you come home and then you're supposed to take all that gear off mm -hmm. and have your heart open. <laughs> exactly. That's right. what's supposed to happen. Yeah, you're right? right. Nobody taught me that. No. And I'm, I'm just bringing it out into the open because yeah. anyway, um, it's been a, a journey for me. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I think yeah. um, I would watch movies or TV shows and see a partnership, a friend, a romantic relationship that was truly a friendship and a partnership. And I would go, gosh, I want to have that. I just don't know how, like yeah. I didn't know how either. And, you know, and I've been learning that through our marriage of learning how I don't have to pretend to be everything. I don't have to balance it all. I can say, dude, I messed up, you know, like, or I have nothing for dinner. Like, what do you want to make out of a box, you know, or, you know, what can we do? And, and you know what? Yeah. My room's going to be messy until next month, probably possibly next year, <laughs> you know, and it is what it is. Like I don't have the time or the energy or that whatever. And just, you know, doing my best to be real so that I can talk about everything and know that my partner, you is going to be there for me to, you know, be, to listen, mm -hmm. you know, I love, um, you know, when you can set up a situation with your partner, your spouse, and say, hey, I just want to vent. I need you to be my friend. I don't want you to say a thing. I don't want you to fix it. I just want you to look at me and go, no, you know, or, oh, I'm so sorry. Or, you know, wow, I can't believe that. And just, you know, having that. And we've talked about that before yeah. and having those expectations, but so that you feel comfortable coming to your partner, you know, your spouse. And, um, but anyway, we're getting a little bit off track, but, you know, when I, you and I have a, you, you and I had a very good marriage. Better than most, I would say. I would say better than most. Um, I accepted you. You accepted me. Um, but not maybe 100% on both sides. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there was a little judgment on both sides still. Holding on, lingering that was just maybe festering, which I didn't realize, and was growing, you know, over over time. And, and then you got this devastating news that you've got this deadly blood disease and you have to fight for your life. Well, all those years that I wish I would have said something to change behavior at that point, I sure as hell wasn't going to say it then, 
you know, the, my husband's fighting for his life. I'm not going to go, hey, you know, it really upsets me when you do this, 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 and this, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> right? So I gave a long leash. I gave, I just was trying to be there to support no matter what and just did doing my best to get through it. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until, and I, over time, after a year or so, I would say some things of what was challenging for me and what I needed to be fixed and, you know, but it was, I didn't come with force, you know, I just came with, you know, this is what I need. And, um, it was over time that it got to the point where I was like, Oh my God, I don't want to be home right now. And it, it was so difficult that I, um, had no choice at that point than to say, look, things need to change or we need to change, you know, and this needs to, this needs to get fixed. And it was scary to say that. I remember you would ask me sometimes, you know, are you happy? And I'm like, yep, sure am. And I wasn't. And I didn't know how to say it. Oh. Yeah. And I didn't know what to say because I was like, well, was it a time? Usually I was tired. We were going to bed. And I'm like, this isn't the time to do this. And there never is a time. There never is the right time. And and that was a journey that I had to experience, like knowing how to say exactly what I feel when I feel it. Because I was always so good at editing my thoughts. Yeah. I was always good at editing my thoughts. And um, a lot of it was because I didn't know how to say it. I didn't want to blurt it out and have it be offensive. And, you know, I'm, I can have good conversation now, but I didn't always. And so that's something that I had to learn over time. And so, um, you know, when I, when last year, um, in the summertime, so about a year and a half ago now, um, said, I can't do this anymore. Um, our world as we knew it blew up. You know, our reality of what we were living was no longer because it had been shattered. What uh, the vision that we had was no longer that. And so we had to do some work. But the one thing that I did know is that we both loved each other. Yeah. And I knew that no matter what, you know, I had to do some learning and growing because I, um, what I learned through the process was that if I was upset by anything that you did or said, that's my responsibility because I, taught you how to treat me, you know, right. And I taught you what was okay. And, you know, even though it's not horrible, you want, you know, you didn't beat me, you didn't abuse not. me to do all that stuff. Um, but there are some things in conversation that, you know, you would build habits sure. over time sure. and, and that did make me feel good. And so, but I didn't know how to say anything about that stuff. And so I had to learn that, oh my God, this is my fault. Like, this is like, I did this and holy moly, it's really not Dan's responsibility. It's mine. To tell somebody how to treat me and mm -hmm. to stand up for myself and boundaries, mm -hmm. things of that nature, you know? And so it was a lot of stuff, but it got messy. And what I want to say is that, boy, when you can allow your relationship, and it was scary for a minute. I always knew it would be fine, but it was uncomfortable for a while, you know? And you were learning, relearning how to be with me. And, you know, I was trying to give you grace and space and, you know, we were doing that for each other. Um, but it... It really was kind of likened to the business disruption that they're talking about today. You know, being courageous enough to disrupt and make something totally different out of what they're seeing because it was necessary for survival, you know? Yeah. 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 So let's talk about that for a minute. So like, as you say, great relationships are messy, just mm -hmm. like great sex. And I think what you're attempting to say here is that you know, um, if you use a business parallel, mm -hmm. right, sometimes when the business is messy, things aren't going well, mm -hmm. your VP of sales is not doing great, your salespeople suck, or, you know, you're losing some people or you're losing market share, 
that's when stuff is in chaos and that's when things are bad. That's when it's messy, Mm -hmm. like what you're talking about. And that's when you can tighten up the screw. So Mm -hmm. sometimes in business, things get messy before they get better Mm -hmm. because obviously either getting better or you're getting worse. And so if you're not improving, then you're just stagnant and pretty soon you start to slide. Yeah. You're close. I'm actually, it's a little bit different than that. So in business, what I'm talking about is when things are, things are happening um, and you're making money, but maybe you're not making money as much as you used to. Maybe things are working just fine. You know, it's a, it's a a fine oiled machine. It's not something that's not going to do well, but as you're looking at it and it's stagnant, stagnant, because like you said, you either get it growing or you're getting worse, either you're getting better or not. Um, but if you're just stagnant and just kind of treading water and you are burying your head in the sand and you're not paying attention to it, that's when you have to, that's what I'm talking, that's why I'm liking it to the relationship. You have to go, okay, stop. We need to change everything. So we're going to get a little messy here because I don't know what it's going to look like, but I'm going to get my hands dirty. I'm going to roll up my sleeves and roll up my pants and walk into the mud. And that's what you and I did with our relationship. Yep. I didn't know what I was doing truly. You didn't know what you're doing truly. We were just doing the best that we could, but we're like, okay, we're going to both do it together and figure it out. Right? That's right. So that's the disruption in it of you know what we had to go through and the end result. And I had friends, I had some friends that, um, are having some challenges in their relationships. And, um, one friend in particular, and, um, and she was telling me about her situation. And I said, well, you know, I said, Dan and I are having some, going through some things here. So, um, but I'm going through it with courage and knowing that whatever's going to happen is going to be the best for both of us. We may not end up together. Like that might not happen, uh, or that might happen, or we're going to be together and stronger than ever. So if we're not together, I know that we worked on it and we did everything that we could to stay together. Right. So that's the vision. Like when, so like if you are, if you go, okay, we're going to go through this and whatever the outcome, we're both going to benefit. It's both going to be advantageous to us because we're both going to grow from it and we're mm-hmm. both going to be better people for it. Yeah. So whether it's together or separate, then if it's separate, then we go have great relationships that we needed to have. Mm-hmm. If it's together, we'll be stronger than ever and not yeah. have anything be broken. And so it's the same thing with business. So you either do it or die. So at that point you go, okay, I'm going to roll out my sleeves because we're going to get messy. We have to make these changes. And that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And then it gets down to uh, two different things. I was writing down when you were saying that because it's it's like in business, right? If you have certain standards that you have to hit. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not hitting your standards, you got to raise the bar. And so what was going on with, with you is that, you know, hey, I can stay in this relationship mm-hmm. and be mediocre and miserable yeah. like most people are as they go into their 20 and 30 year relationship. Mm-hmm. Or I have standards. I, I can. Mm. I, I don't. I'm not going to compromise my standards. But love see, that. that takes confidence. Yes, I love so that. And so that what I wrote was standards, uh, but you have to be abundant and confident and able in order to stand up for your standards, because there's a lot of people awesome. that would love to to raise the bar and say I have standards, but they're afraid to lose who they mm. have. Mm-hmm. They're not abundant and they they they're afraid because what you said, hey, if we break apart, we're both going to get better. Yeah. Well, that's a really abundant mindset. Yeah. And I don't think most people have that. Yeah. And, and it's it's a faith it's also a faith-based mindset. It's a faith in 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 God, it's a faith in spirit, it's a faith in the universe, you yeah. know, knowing that I'm yeah. going to be well taken care of and you're right. It's not an everyday thought for a lot of people. Yeah. People who are, have a faith-based be even still even if they're faith-based and and they have a uh, a relationship with God, they still fear, right? They fear the lack of rather than going, "No, you know what?" I'm going to be taken care of. This is going to be great because we're going to grow from this. And I do have a 
probably an abnormal optimistic mindset, but I did know with all my heart that that would be the outcome. Yep. Well, I think it's just as you grow, you know, we're, we got married a little bit older, so mm -hmm. we have, you know, we were happy by ourselves. Mm -hmm. So why do you want to get married and, right. and not be happy? So we both were happy on our own. Right. So it's not about why would we want to get married and be worse? Right. So we know both yes. of us knew that if, you know, if that did happen, which obviously we, neither one of us wanted that to happen, right. it would it'd be okay. Everything's going to work out. Yeah. Anyway, it's a tough out. one. That's a tough one. That's a tough one, but it is, but it is true. And so you, you do have people who are afraid to go through that stuff and afraid to, you know, but the thing is, if you never work on it and if it's a business or a relationship, then you might lose it anyway. What I had a friend of mine who, um, the other person ruined the relationship. She could have saved it 10 years earlier, mm -hmm. but she went into it. She was in there for 20 years. Oh my God. Yeah. Miserable the last 10 years yeah. and didn't say a word, did not say a word. And then, he they, ended, then they broke up anyway. He ended up cheating on her. Yeah. And then it just, and then it, it then it disrupted her whole world. Yeah. And then they left pissed. Yeah. You I know. mean, over, she, she figured, she realized what happened. She went through a lot of counseling sure. with counseling. She realized her responsibility in it. Yeah. But think about that. Yeah. Well, that's, well, that really substantiates the point that you made about, you know, if, if you're feeling something, you gotta, you gotta make it happen. You know, you gotta, you gotta change that because, mm -hmm. because if you don't, you're just going to keep going. Then pretty soon yeah. the other person could leave and you're high and dry. Yeah. So, you know, if you're not feeling good, they're probably not either. Yeah. And I'll tell you, um, my parents never fought in front of me and never had a disagreement in front of me. And I think that's a problem. Because I'd ever understood yeah. conflict yeah, and you're, reconciliation. Yeah, because you're very accommodating. Yeah. And I know you got walked on a lot in your yeah. younger relationships. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I never I, I never saw my mom go, absolutely fucking not. You know, I didn't see that until later when I was an adult and I saw other relationships when women would stand up to their husbands. And I'd be like, oh my God, I could never do that. You know, like, whoa, because my right. mom didn't. Right. And, you know, and she handled things her way, but and whether she handled them away from me or not, I don't know. But I mean, they're still together and still happy, but she could have handled it in the bedroom. But I never got the point is I never got to see that. Yeah. And there was something that you mm -hmm. and I did, you know, you're a guy, you're a cocky guy. I mean, I'm like, I love who you are, right? I love that you're a sales, you're aggressive, you're, you're an, uh, you're uh, an entrepreneur. I, I, I love you're manly, you're an athlete. Like I love all those things about you. With that comes a big ego. Different with, issues. Yeah, <laughs> comes other stuff. And yeah. and I don't want you to change. Like, I don't want that to go away. I love that in you. Um, yet, I could see when sometimes when you're with, uh, with other guys and you'll, you know, you'll be a man's self. You'll be a little cocky and you'll say something to me. And I have purposefully said in front of other people, do not say that to me. You know, because I wanted either our kids or yeah. whoever it was, you know, the young yeah. people that were there. I wanted them to know that, you know, I wanted to teach them. I wanted to teach yep. you. I want to teach me. Like, I wanted to make sure that it was clear. I'm learning all this stuff. I'm not even 50 yet. I'm going to be 49 next month. 49. But I'm close to that age to where I'm like, I can't believe I'm learning this now, but I didn't know. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of people don't know. Yeah. And so either you have this... um understanding or mind uh this perception of that trailer park family that's kind of like roseanne Barr and always like rah, 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 at the husband and why don't you rather wants you why don't you and you don't want to be that you're not a nagging person but where's the happy medium where's the right. balance and through friends through friends relationships and people that i've seen i've seen people say things with humor 
people say things with um, um, a, a matriarchal type of, you know, thing where, you know, you're the queen and you're going to tell your people what it's going to be like, you know, <laughs> and, and it's okay. Men are also meant to be you know, tamed a little bit, which we've done a, we, we did a part on, you know, in a, in a loving, wonderful a way. Loving way, but, but for, because you are men, you do what you do. So you need to, you know, build that relationship and that understanding of how you should be treated with reverence, you know, and with love and with yeah. cherished, yeah. um, uh, uh, thoughts and feelings. Right. And so anyway, that's where so, I'm going with So this. let me bring something into the mix here because yeah. we're always, you know, paralleling with business, right? So if, if you are hiring somebody, you have an onboard process, right? You put them through the process, you mm -hmm. onboard them. Here's how things work here. Here's what your responsibilities are. Here's who you answer to. Here's the organizational chart. Mm -hmm. Everything is laid out, right? Again, now if we use those strategies in our relationship, and so when we were getting married, that sounds so weird to say, okay, we're onboarding you now. Yeah. But when you're going through married marriage and you're having your first year or two or first six months, that's when, that's like your onboarding process. That's when you oh, have yeah. to, if you have something in your heart that just is how you have to live and you need in your life, then you need to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, and so I guess, you know, the crux of this podcast is that there's, it's going to be messy along the way yeah. because you have to share what you need because if you don't, yeah. it's not going to work anyway. Nah. So great relationship, great relationships are messy, just like great sex. Absolutely. And, and there's, and partnerships and when you work somewhere and you work with a boss, I mean, I have a, my, um, admin, my, uh, virtual assistant, she, um, was in a, she had a work situation. So she was working at a place and then she would do admin work on the side, like mm -hmm. virtual real, uh, virtual, uh, reality, virtual, uh, assistant work on the side. Yeah. And, um, but she would talk to me because I've, been with her for several years so she would confide in me and she would say how what a jerk her boss was and how she he would do things and say things to her and do all this stuff and i'm like well have you told him to not do that you know mm -hmm. she's like no he's my boss right. i'm like well <clears throat> you need to talk to him so i thought that was fascinating and so i see that in business relationships yeah. and i've done that in business relationships too where i think that it has to be all nice and pretty and everybody knows how to treat each other well no and that's i think the liberating thing now and i see now why people love going into their 50s because they their whole understanding of how to communicate and how to have a relationship is different and it's more free because you can say things you know i need this to be happy I need this to be able to survive here. I need this experience to be able to be, you know, here. Yeah. And um, it's all it's all a balance and all a function to be able to say what you want and what you need. Yep. And um, anyway, so, and it's okay if it gets messy and the other person gets upset. And that's what I wanted to get to too. Like, you know, you got upset when I would say things sometimes and, and rightfully so. I totally get it. I'm like pounding on you after all these years, you know, mm -hmm. my poor husband. And, and my poor husband. And you handled it so um. well. Thank you. you. Thank you. You by did. The way. Thank you. Oh my God. You, I mean, afterwards, <laughs> you know, and so, but, you know, doing, you know, dealing with that, I was, I was hitting you hard and I, I had to really work on going, okay, I'm not going to say anything. So yeah. here's a quick summary yeah. for the, for the audience here. So what Jennifer's talking about is that I had some, you know, things in my behavior that she would like to change. She didn't talk about it. And then I got sick and then she didn't want to talk about it because I was sick. And then you create these habits. Mm -hmm. So when you're not saying something to your partner, he or she is repeating it over mm -hmm. and over and they're creating habits. Right. So you're allowing them to create a habit, mm -hmm. right? So that's not the kind of habit you want to create. No. So the point mm -hmm. is, is that you've got to understand that you're yeah. in control of those things. So yeah. uh, summary. Yes. Marriage is messy. Marriage is messy. Great sex is messy. Yeah. And why that's don't you, okay. Why don't you talk about that first few times? What does that mean? Like 
Oh, so, um, you know, also when you meet somebody, you, you met them for the first time and you get to the point where somehow you get to somebody's, one of the years houses and, um, and you go and you have sex, you know, it's hot, it's fast. It's, it's, you know, you have that, um, um, that anticipation. And so, you know, you're tearing, you're taking each other's clothes off and, you know, you know how it maybe like somebody's foot gets stuck in the pants or whatever. And, you know, <laughs> things happen. It doesn't come off like the movies. So perfect. It just doesn't work like that. It, it gets messy. You know, you can't get a button undone or a hook undone or whatever. And, um, or when you're fumbling around with each other in bed and you're hot and sweaty and you're, you've got all this energy built up because you've been wanting to be with this person and it's not perfect. And, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe something gets you know you get well, before the, you go too far yeah <laughs> well you know what i mean like i do yeah. so i'm just trying to help you yeah thank so. you no i wasn't gonna go there but you know just like how things are you don't know each other and so you don't you're not you don't know exactly what each other wants or whatever it goes and so it's it's hot and it's sweaty it's messy and you don't care right because you don't you both know that you're there for the first time you mm -hmm. don't expect the other person to know exactly and you're you're still in the moment anyway and so saying that a really a great relationship is messy is being that you know what we don't have all the answers and it's okay if it doesn't get it's not doesn't look perfect um we're going to get through it and we're going to come out good on the other side if you both have buy in and agreement on look it's about how we feel about our marriage and our relationship. I want to talk about this and move forward and knowing that I love you and I need to be happy here. And because mm -hmm. we've talked about this in the past, you want your spouse to be happy. I want my spouse to be happy. You know, so when you come with that attitude rather than you're always such a jerk and da 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 da, -da <laughs> rather than saying, I need to talk to you, you know, I need this for me to be happy here. So let's work on that. It's a yeah. whole different context of the Different conversation. Yeah. So, um, but not being afraid that the other person's going to get upset, um, allow that to happen because sometimes it's the best thing for a relationship. Yep. Yep. And so like you, you were using the sex metaphor, right? Yeah. And so, or, or the analogy. So, you know, the first few times, you know, you're figuring it out, but then it's messy until you know what you're doing Yeah. and you figure out your partner and yes. then, you know, your sex is boom, 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 you know, exactly where you're going a lot yeah. because you've done it before and you know each other. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of the, Yes, like that's the parallel. Exactly. Yeah. So let's talk about some action steps. Okay. Action steps. Great relationships are messy, just like great sex. The yes. first action step, Jennifer, is really on the psychology side. Yes. And that's you need to know that no matter how great your marriage is, you're going to have some messy spots mm -hmm. and that's good. Yes. So that's just your action step is like. If you're looking at your marriage right now and it's a little bit messy, it's okay because the messiness can make you closer. Mm -hmm. Very right? much so. Um, and I love this. When you see something, say something, just like the airport or just like <laughs> when you're at school, when you see something, say something. So meaning that, you know, when you, when you see something happen with some, with somebody that you're in relationship with, say something, don't go, Oh, it just happens once or, Oh, I'm not going to say anything. Cause it's going to happen again. Yeah, it's going to happen again. And it's going to be harder to say something later. Yep. Cause when you say something in the beginning, the other person go, Oh, I didn't know. I didn't realize. Okay. Got it. Yeah. You know? Yep. Good. Uh, number three is talk to your partner in a non-blaming fashion, which you're really great at using things like we mm -hmm. or, or using a because frame. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, so you're really great at this and you've had to use these skills more than I have with you. So you've always been great at uh, not attacking me and making me feel like, hey, we're, we're in this together mm -hmm. and this is what I need or, or using things, you know, because because frame, because I want our relationship to flourish and I want to be with you forever. I'd love you to work on these, this thing right here. Mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> so much. anyway, just addressing your partner, uh, with some skills, which we've taught in other podcasts. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
that's very important. We, it's we, we want to do this together yeah. and using a because frame yeah. or something like that. Absolutely. And number four is follow your heart. You know, oftentimes I think people think, well, should I say something? I don't know if I should say something, but if it hurts you and if it doesn't make you feel good, then yes, you should say something yep. and be, you know, be in tune with your feelings and in tune with who you are. Don't, you know, you should never not feel good. Yep. And, um, that's always a cause to say something. So say something as soon as you can. Awesome. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. This is great. Great relationships are messy, just like great sex. Mm -hmm. And so, hey, by the way, before we uh, break off this podcast, uh, those of you who are looking to level up your relationship and meet some cool people, uh, go to our website, thebusinessoflove.vegas. That's thebusinessoflove.vegas. And take a look at our weekend Vegas getaways where we have 10 couples come out for two days, spend some time with Jennifer and I and really level up their relationship by learning how to communicate uh, and certain skills and, and factors on how to uh, level up your relationship, find commonality, love languages, and people walk out of there on fire. Uh, and it's been amazing. So awesome. if you're looking for some of that, go to our website and hopefully we'll see you in Vegas. Jennifer, thanks a lot. You were amazing. You're amazing. This is great. And I'll see you later. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it from the business of love. See ya.